What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many couples get married, then find themselves struggling to have a satisfying sex life years later. This does not have to be you, sis. Psychologist and intimacy coach Dr. Jack has created Sex Formation Cards. Sex Formation Cards are a guided three-step sexual self-care practice. They help women reflect on their sexual needs, communicate those needs to their partner, and explore their body to enhance their pleasure potential. The deck is perfect for an intimate date night. Want to create mind-blowing intimacy this Valentine's Day? Use code CO15, that's K-O-E-1-5, at drjack.co slash shop to receive 15% off sex formation cards. Now let's get into this week's episode. Girl, stop playing. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. Y'all know that I believe you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And so it's my goal to bring you the information and the conversations to help you do just that. And on this very special episode, it's going to get a little spicy. So we're gonna be talking, <laughs> we're not going to be talking so much about making the money, but we definitely going to be talking about getting to and keeping that honey. Today's guest is Dr. Jacqueline Sherman, a.k.a. Dr. Jack. She is a licensed clinical psychologist, a certified intimacy and relationship coach, and the creator of Sex Formation Cards. She helps women and couples have better intimacy, sex, and relationships. She's passionate about helping women overcome perfectionism, body image issues, and judgmental thoughts that distract from confidence and pleasure. Her specialty is working with couples who have experienced pregnancy loss and or fertility challenges, and she coaches from a sex-positive perspective that integrates the mind and the heart. I am super excited to talk to you, Dr. Jack. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So as someone who started out, you know, in as a psychologist, what mm -hmm. was it that made you want to specialize and focus on intimacy and sex specifically? Yeah, so I've always been interested in working with couples. And so I feel like naturally I would have gotten to this space. But to be fully transparent with you, you know, I've really turned my own pain into purpose. And that's how I ended up in the intimacy and relationship coaching space. So I share very transparently that sex and intimacy has been a journey in my own marriage. And I wasn't necessarily anticipating that. Like, nobody you that sex is something that you have to cultivate when you get married. You get all the other tips, but you don't get to the tips around sex and intimacy. You just think that it's supposed to always go well. And when life hits you, it's going to impact how intimately connected you are with your partner. And that's certainly what happened for me. Uh, back in 2019, just a little bit about me, I'm a military spouse and my husband and I have been married um, almost five years. We've been together almost 10. And before he was leaving to go on his current deployment, we were really trying to get pregnant. So we had some um, infertility challenges and then we got pregnant and we were so excited about that experience. Um, and before the pregnancy um, and before the infertility challenges, our sex life was amazing. We were still in that, you know, one to two year time frame where like things is just on and popping. Um, and then, you know, we had a major, you know, relationship trauma that impacted for me, particularly how I saw myself, my body um, and my enjoyment in sex and my desire completely shifted after that miscarriage experience. And we had some of the most difficult conversations that we've had in our marriage regarding intimacy from that incident. And it was really hard to navigate those conversations. And I looked for tools. I looked for resources. Like I, I'm a solution focused type of person, right? As being a psychologist and the tools and the resources that were out there were not necessarily things that was going to help me particularly heal from the inside out, which is what I felt like was necessary for me. It wasn't about the external stuff. Like I didn't necessarily need to put on lingerie, you know, or, you know, take the, the next fellatio class or, you know, go to a cow riding workshop, uh, a cowgirl workshop. I really, truly needed to slow down to really get intentional about what was happening in my mind and what anxiety related thoughts were coming up for me regarding sex. I needed to have some intentional conversations with my partner and start exploring my body in a new way and start seeing myself in a new light. And so I started doing some of that work myself because I grew really frustrated with the sexual wellness industry and everything that was focused on the external work. And our marriage changed. It shifted completely. Um, our conversations got deeper. They got more exciting. Um, and we really learned a lot about each other and what we needed regarding our intimacy from those conversations. And there were, I knew that there was something special there. So I started talking to some of my other friends and um, family members, and they were like, girl, I could use some of that too, right? People started really opening up. Like they were like raising their hand in a shy, in a shy manner saying like, you know, I identify with what you're going through. And that is what really truly led me to start my coaching business. Um, I recognized the need for other women that also needed the support and other couples who needed to navigate those really difficult conversations. So I always say like the most successful 
coaches or teachers or leaders are typically leading from a place of experience, not necessarily like mm-hmm. something you learned in a book, but your lived experience a lot of times is what allows you to really relate to um, and to attract other people who are in similar situations or going through those, those same challenges. And I can definitely imagine the internal um, struggle that you may have experienced after such a traumatizing um, time, because just speaking from, you know, post childbirth, you know, having a quote unquote successful outcome to, you know, to, to birthing a baby, there's a lot that comes along with it that we just don't talk about. And because we don't talk about it, we can't prepare for it. So I can only imagine any any type of changes that you go through, um, you know, as women, um, especially when it comes to like getting pregnant and bearing children and just all of those things that men don't necessarily understand that we don't even always understand. I can imagine that that brings up challenges in your relationship. And I always talk about the fact that not only are you navigating like your own feelings, but now you are you're trying to maintain and be an active partner in this partnership, but you're trying to get your own stuff together. You know, you're trying to <laughs> yes. figure out what, what you're going through and, and how you can show up as your best self. So I imagine that that was difficult. And I love that you've created these resources to help other people who otherwise would like be fending for themselves and, and trying to figure out how to have the tough conversations with themselves, let alone, you know, being able to communicate with their partners. I do want to go back to the fact that you are a military wife because baby, I don't know how. <laughs> Girl, I'm me neither. Like, <laughs> and my man will tell you, like, I want to spend all the time together. Like, where you going? I want to come to. Like, what Girl, you doing? I get about 30 minutes a day and, I, then we're, and we're eight hours apart. <laughs> so how, how? That's my question. Like, how? And, and what is the expiration date on this? Like, how much longer does he have? Girl, it just keeps going and going. It started off as one year. Now it changed to three. So we're going on our third year long distance. He is in Bahrain. I am in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, so we're on different continents, but we make it work. And we do that because we really prioritize. So for example, like I call him and wake him up um, to go to work in the morning because it's nighttime here. So, you know, I'm the first voice that he hears during the day. And he calls me as soon as he gets off of work, you know, as he's decompressing for the day. Um, I send, you know, little videos about things that I'm doing today. Like I let him know I'm recording this podcast. So I kind of keep him involved in intimately what's going on with me. And we set sex dates. We have it on our calendar. We intimately connect in that way. Um, And that keeps us, you know, really excited and looking forward to connecting, even though we can't necessarily physically in real time, but being able to have that erotic time together, even from a visual a virtual aspect is really important. Um, and expiration date time-wise, girl, we, we got several more years to go. Have you considered going where he is or is that not an option? No, it is an option. I actually am thinking about doing that in a couple of months, just going, like taking a sabbatical, relaxing and just being with him. Cause I think that our relationship really, really needs it right now. Yeah, like shout out to you baby. Cause I'm like, you going where? With who? For <laughs> an hour? No, I want to come through. I and he he. I think he appreciates it, but he be like, "You a little crazy." And and I, I I am a look. I'm crazy about him, you know. So I can't imagine mm-hmm. like the military thing. 
I feel like marriage is already a challenge and to add, you know, all of these layers, it's like, we need help. So I love that you are offering these resources. And I know you specialize, you know, in one specific area, but I just can foresee you also being a, a major resource for other military wives who are navigating, Mm -hmm. you know, these same challenges and who like, this is your life. This is, you know, the life that, that you are, are living and it's not always easy, but who do you turn to, to have these conversations? Who do you turn to that can actually understand what you're going through? So um, I'm going to go ahead and just drop your website below so that the people who need to connect can definitely do that. Um, So when you. you are working, you're welcome. When you are working with women or couples, what would you say are like some of the most common struggles or challenges that they come to you for support with? Yeah. So there's a spectrum, right? A, a lot of times, one of the things that I see most often is what I call a sexual desire discrepancy. So what this means is that one partner is wanting sex a whole lot more or a whole lot less than the other partner, and there's conflict as a result of it. And so they come to me a lot of times, um, you know, it's women who reach out to me and they're like, I feel guilty. I don't want sex as much as my partner. For example, if they have a male partner. And so there's this conflict in the relationship and they're trying to figure out how to create a balance, a flow that works for them. So that's one of the major things. Also low desire. As you mentioned, it may not be a miscarriage, but it can be a a life stressor like I now have children. I'm a mom. You know, I have a busy work life. Um, I just, you know, lost someone. And so I'm grieving. There can be a gamut of different things that individuals are going through during their life that may impact their desire for sex. And so a lot of times people are coming to me with a lower desire feeling a lot of shame around that um, and feeling that their desire needs to be higher. And one of the things that I help them navigate is let's normalize that it's okay for your libido to be low. doesn't mean that you're broken, but what are the ways that we can tap into you feeling more desire, right? What are some of the strategies that can help you kind of get to a place maybe where you once were? And how can we change the context around maybe what sex used to look like compared to what it looks like now? Um, Additionally, sex confidence. A lot of times, and I have a lot of women who are preparing for marriage, um, are dating and, you know, really like trying to manifest a certain life for them. They want to have this confidence. They want to be able to be skilled in communicating their sexual needs to their partner. They want to learn bodies and, for example, how to orgasm. So these are a lot of the things that individuals will come to me with. So I I saw on TikTok, and I know TikTok, you know, it don't always be the truth. But I saw a video (laughs) on TikTok and the lady was like, guess how many times in a month a man needs sex? And the answer ended up being 27 days out of the month. And I was looking at that phone. And that phone was looking at me. And I was looking at that phone. And I was like, sis, who? 27? No, ma'am. How? So what mm-hmm. is your, like, what do you do? What do you do when, and men can go 31 days, even if it ain't 31 days in the month. They can, you know, they can turn up 31 times. What <laughs> do you do? if there is that discrepancy? Mm, Really good question. So one, you normalize that 
it is normal to have a discrepancy. This whole idea that we've been fed that we're supposed to want sex at the exact same time and in the exact same way and the, the same amount is false. So I think that first releasing that pressure and coming to a compromise. I think also one of the things that I help couples to do is redefine what sex means for them. So for example, there's a lot of people walking around with a very limited definition of sex equals penetration, right? Number one, that's not even the most pleasurable type of sex for a lot of women in terms of climaxing. But number two, like, why can't we explore that? Why can't it be more? Um, why can't it include foreplay or, you know, oral play or, you know, temperature play? Like, why does it have to be so limiting? And so I think that sometimes when we can create a certain way that we identify sex, um, it can actually create more pressure that we have to be so rigidly engaging in this behavior for it to count as sex. And that's ridiculous. Um, and it adds a lot of pressure. And so I think that normalizing that the desire discrepancy exists, getting really creative, having fun, doing some things that are sexy or sexual, um, that still feels like sex to you and feels good to you and feels pleasurable to you and having regular conversations. Like we have to talk about sex more and we don't as a society. And a lot of times couples aren't having those conversations either. So I think being able to compromise in that way uh, is really important. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at oseamalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever had somebody come to you with something that like threw you off or like caught you off guard or you're like, okay, wait a minute. I got to think about this. Because I just imagine, you know, as a coach or, you know, or Mm -hmm. a therapist, you don't know everything. You haven't, you know, you can't prepare for all of the conversations or all of the questions. So have you ever had someone present you with a scenario that was like, okay. So, so this is what, (laughs) so this is what I will say. I have been surprised by what has come up in session. So I've never really been in a situation where I wasn't able to help, but more so just like taken taken off guard by like what was said. So I'm not sure if you've heard this audio that was going around on Instagram. A lot of therapists were reposting it, um, but it was a woman who was, they were like in a therapy session um, and she was like, it's just, she was very, very sexually frustrated. You could tell by the conversation. And she just blurted out like, it's just way too small. Like I just can't. It's too small. I can't do nothing with it. And then he responds, well, maybe your vagina is just too big, right? So they go back and forth in terms of this banter. And I can identify to that because sometimes what happens in sessions, and it doesn't happen often, but people have just hit a a peak when it comes to their sexual frustration and will communicate in a way that is pretty harmful. So I've heard like, shrimp dick i've heard limp dick and like so those type of moments those type of moments you know i i then have to kind of work to help them to repair but i think that it really does speak to sometimes we get really sexually frustrated and don't necessarily communicate the best um and sometimes us women we can be we can be really dangerous with our tongues so i think that sometimes what people say has has surprised me how do you keep a straight face? Because I couldn't even keep a straight face. But you just telling me that. I think it's just a natural born skill. I'm so good at it. And I've heard it all as a therapist and as a coach. Like I've heard it all. But yeah, I don't know. Somehow I can I can do it. <laughs> I can't answer that. How do you? I can only imagine as a man. Number one, it's hurtful for you to feel that way. Number two, yeah. it's hurtful for you to tell me you feel that way. But baby, you gonna tell me you feel that way in front of somebody else? I can just imagine the the hit that your pride takes after that. How do you like walk them back if that's what comes up in these conversations? Yeah, so I think that one of the things is, you know, focusing on the power of forgiveness, right? I think that oftentimes people in general can identify to saying something that they didn't necessarily mean that came out wrong because they were angry or because they were upset or because they were disappointed. So I help people to come back to normalizing that as humans, like this person loves you, but this was something that they said that was hurtful. So now let's backtrack. Let's try to figure out where this is coming from, why this may be the first time that you're hearing it. um, And really help you to kind of connect to the message of I'm not satisfied versus I was trying to hurt you. And sometimes it takes a couple of sessions to get there. <laughs> um, but oftentimes, you know, when when the couple's committed to the love of the relationship, the 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 ability to be vulnerable enough to to get to that place is often necessary. How often are people coming to you with concerns of infidelity? It's a really good question. Um, so that doesn't happen very often. 
most of my clients are clients who, in terms of couples, are clients who have a really, really good relationship. They may have had infidelity in the past, but it's something that they have worked through with a therapist. They have really good communication skills. They're, they parent well. They have a really good relationship, but the aspect of sex and intimacy is a place that they want to work at together. And usually infidelity isn't the issue. It's more about getting on the same page, like sharing wants and desires and experimenting. Uh, infidelity doesn't come up that much. Now, it, again, Sometimes it is something that they have already recovered from, but oftentimes they're not coming to me with those specific concerns. Have you ever, this, this question just popped into my head. <laughs> have you ever had a couple come to you because they've had a threesome and now their relationship is ruined? I'm just, I'm just wondering how this no, works. I can't no. wrap my mind around this <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about it. No. I have not. I have had couples and I have worked with couples who are in open relationships um, who have threesome sometimes. And what I will say is that in order to be in an open relationship, in order to open your relationship up and have someone else in, usually you have had conversations around sex that look different than a lot of other couples. So oftentimes what I actually find is that these couples have created boundaries and have really talked about like their sexual wants, desires in a way that's much deeper than a lot of other couples that I see. So it's oftentimes not that they're coming and saying like we had a threesome and, you know, it turned out horribly. They're actually couples that have gotten to a place where they've explored sexually and are now wanting to, to dive into some fantasies and wanting a space to talk about what that would look like and how to create boundaries around that that feels safe for the relationship. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope my husband doesn't see this episode because don't, <laughs> don't get any ideas. Okay. Don't get no ideas. I just imagine. I mean, and maybe that's just me and my limited perspective, just imagining all of the things that could go wrong versus mm -hmm. uh, versus how strong of your a relationship you even have to have for this to even be a conversation and something that you're, you know, willing that to. That part. Yeah. I never yeah. That way. But maybe yeah, it, it is not. It is, listen, it is not for the weak. I'm I, telling you, that is I, not. I think I'm weak. Is, <laughs> I think I am the weak. So yeah, no, I, yeah, no. Um, no, but you also mentioned open relationships. So let's, I want to, I want to stop there for a minute because I actually have a guest, depending on when y'all are watching this, the episode might've mm -hmm. already aired, but it was all around poly. Something again, yes. that little old me with very limited experiences know nothing about until I had this conversation. Very intrigued by this concept, because again, it's not something that I've, you know, obviously ever considered. I've never been able to have a conversation with someone about it because I've never known anybody who was, you know, who was experienced in it. But apparently poly relationships are like a real thing. Like this is really happening. This is not mm -hmm. as uncommon as I thought that it was. So what has been, I guess, your experience with working with couples who may be in open relationships? What are, from your perspective, what are like, the pros and the cons, you know, if someone watching this has been considering it. 
Yes. So I will say that that is definitely not my area of specialty. So okay. I've done some therapy work. I've done some therapy work with people that are in all kinds of relationships, open, polyamorous. But in terms of coaching, I you I typically focus on individuals who are in committed monogamous relationships, whether that be that they're dating, engaged, or married. Um, but what I will say is some of the con some of the pros, I'm gonna start with the pros. Some of the pros can be that you get to um, really expand what sex looks like with someone who you trust. And I think that that can be a wonderful experience for some people. Again, your morals have to align. And not everyone is going to fit in a box where they are curious in that way, or they want to expand their, you know, their sexuality in that way. But if you are someone, you know, you get to have this really vulnerable experience with another person um, and bring someone into that experience. And for some people, that can be very sexually exciting. Um, and it can be very erotic, and it can be a turn on, right? So there's lots of pros in that way. Um, additionally, cons, I think some of the stuff that you mentioned, right? You don't know necessarily what's going to happen on the other side. And so as I mentioned before, a lot of individuals are going to not just decide, they're not going to wake up one day and just decide like, okay, we're poly and we're out here and this is how things work. Like usually there's a lot of conversations, which is another pro that happens to get to that place. And there's a really clear understanding and really good boundaries around what that relationship or relationships look like. In terms of a con, we're not in control of our feelings right? So we can go into a situation and be like, listen, I'm here for it. Let's go. But when you are witnessing something that you have an emotional experience to, all kinds of things can come up, right? And so we're not necessarily in control of our emotions. And so I think that that can be a con, especially if we don't necessarily have the tools to self-soothe and to navigate through those emotions that can become difficult. Yeah. I'm not mature enough. I'm just. I'm <laughs> it's okay. It's not for everybody. It, it is, is not, not for everybody. Listen, it's not for me. No judgment. It's not for me. I can guide you through that process. But listen, but that ain't emotions, I, don't, don't hit up Dr. Yeah. Jack to, for that. Hit her up for the intimacy and the confidence. Um, and I want to talk <laughs> about confidence because you did say that a lot of your, the women that you work with mm -hmm. are coming to you in preparation of marriage. And yeah. We all have had different experiences. You know, some of us have limited experiences, less experiences than others. Um, and when you are in a marriage, regardless of the type of marriage, it's literally like putting yourself all out there. Like this mm -hmm. is your person, you know, all of the things that um, you've dreamt of or fantasized about and vice versa this is a lot of times the expectation that you have as as partners and so that can take in my opinion um like some confidence to be able to explore these different parts of yourself that you may otherwise you know have not had an opportunity to so what are some of the ways that women can build their confidence for getting into these committed relationships where they're expected to like swing from the chandeliers <laughs> Yes. So, so first and foremost, I think that we have been sold this, um, this dream that is just not attainable that like when you become a wife, like sex life is just going to be on and popping. There's no preparation that you need to get there. Right. And it's not even going to, it's, it's not just going to be on and popping, but it's supposed to stay that way. Right. So we're supposed to stay swinging from the chandeliers from, you know, 
from 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 the from the day we get married. And it's just not realistic. And so I think that one of the things that my hope is, um, and I feel like, you know, I'm very, very passionate about this, is helping women to think about their sexual self-care and their sexual wellness. And I think that oftentimes we don't think about that at all, right? In terms of preparing for marriage, we prepare our finances, right? We may prepare our mindset spiritually. Yeah, like we're in church, we're doing all of the things, we're journaling, we're meditating, we're manifesting, we're becoming this better version of ourselves, but then we're ignoring our sexual selves. And then we get into a marriage and it's hard to even turn that switch on. A lot of women come to me and they are married and or they are preparing for marriage and they're like, I'm not even like, I don't even know how to open that door because I have felt so disconnected from that. Like I've spent a lot of my life, you know, trying to not have sex or, you know, um, telling, you know, partners that I wasn't ready or, you know, feeling guilty or trying not to get pregnant. And so there's been just a lot of shame around sex for me. And so now for me to be a wife who's just sexually liberated and free, I don't know how to be that. Um, and so I think that one of the things that women can do is really start the work before they even have the relationship because it really is self-work. I often say that, you know, the biggest sex organ is the brain and managing our thoughts and our mindset is everything. And a lot of times women specifically are walking around with sexual scripts, meaning messages that have been downloaded from society, from music, from past partners, maybe even current partners, from their mama, from their daddy, right? Where that they are holding about who they are as a sexual person, what they're allowed to do, how they're allowed to explore, you know, what their access to pleasure looks like. And so I think that women slowing down and getting really clear about, okay, what are the messages that feel true to me that I want to hold on to? What do I want to get rid of? How can I start to really engage in some conversation that's really helpful? If you are dating someone and y'all are not talking about sex, y'all don't have to be having sex, but if y'all are not talking about like, what are expectations of sex? You know, what does good sex look like for you? Um, you know, what, what are some things that you maybe want to try sexually that you haven't tried? You can have those conversations and dialogues and still, still be preparing for marriage. And I think we oftentimes, we're not having any of those conversations. Um, we're just, again, we're, we're assuming that we're going to have the Hollywood dream of jumping into a marriage and sex is just on and popping. And so I think that women slowing down, managing their mindset, getting skillful at having conversations around sex is going to help them tremendously to prepare for marriage. I know for sure that would have helped me. So Dr. Jack has this, these beautifully well-packaged sex formation mm -hmm. cards. I got me a set, y'all. I got me a set. Okay. Do a, do a yes. little over here. <laughs> um, but what was your motivation behind them? Like, obviously, I've explored the deck, so I see what's inside. But for someone who's watching this and they're like, sex formation cards, like, what? this all about tell us what it was about what it is about but also what was your motivation behind creating them yes so my motivation was i became so frustrated by the sexual wellness industry um, and what it had to offer and so i wanted to create a tool that i needed years ago 
um, something that actually created a sexual self-care practice, something that you could do regularly to start doing some of the work that I mentioned, right? Managing one's mindset, um, creating conversations that are actually meaningful and that are building the skill set of being able to talk about sex more regularly and exploring your body. And so I created this as a tool that women can use that are preparing for marriage or preparing for a long-term relationship in, in love or women who are already in that experience to deepen their intimacy and to deepen their sex confidence. And so I wanted to make something that was practical, but also helps you get deep and also, you know, helped you to create some desire and some passion. And so with sex formation cards, they're a three-step practice um, that help women to build sexual confidence and have mind-blowing intimacy. And the three steps are self-reflection. These are 25 journaling prompts that really help you to dig deep. Like I mentioned, those sexual scripts that we have, what are they? Let's get clear around them. Like, let's do some of that work. Again, we work it in all of these other areas, but expecting expecting sex to just work for us. And we're not putting in the work. So that allows you to, to slow down and to really, really get clear about some of the mindset blocks that you may be having regarding sex. And then part two is conversation. These are conversation starters that you can have with a partner or even with girlfriends. So they're written in a way where if you're not in a relationship, you can take them to a girlfriend's trip, but you're building the skill of talking about sex. These conversations are so important because a lot of times we don't talk about sex. It's taboo. It can be uncomfortable. So the more we can engage in that dialogue, the better skilled we are to ask for what it is that we want and need sexually. And the third piece is exploration. So this is getting intentional with connecting to your body, slowing down, engaging in mindfulness, doing practices that help you build your desire. Like I mentioned, a lot of women are coming to me saying, my desire is low. My libido is low. These exploration exercises actually help you to fire up that desire, um, to hit the accelerator and really get connected to it in a meaningful way. And then of course there are affirmation cards. So all of the cards have a specific affirmation to help you um, navigate the prompt that you're working through. And they can visit drjack.co to grab a deck? Yes, drjack.co forward slash shop. Drjack.co forward slash shop. Make sure y'all stay connected with Dr. Jack on Instagram. She be posted. <laughs> she be getting a little spicy on the gram. So stay connected. She's always <laughs> dropping gems, always sharing resources. Dr. Jack, if you could leave us with one final piece of advice, one word of wisdom for a woman out there, single or married, or you know, in a situation, whatever her situation might be, what would be your biggest piece of advice for increasing confidence and or intimacy? Mm -hmm. I think my biggest piece of advice would be that conversation is liberation when it comes to sex. So there's so many times where there's things that we're thinking, there's things that we want, there's things that we're holding back from saying. And so conversations like this are super helpful to listen to, but I also encourage individuals to start talking, you talking to your friends, talking to your partners about sex more often. And like I mentioned, sex formation cards are a wonderful tool to help you with that skill. 
I appreciate you, Dr. Jack. I know that this was a conversation that needed to be had, y'all. So run it back. Make sure you like this video if you are tuned in on YouTube. Make sure you leave your girl a five-star review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you follow Dr. Jack on Instagram at Dr. Jack P. HD. Now, I'm assuming you do virtual services, so they don't necessarily have to be in Jacksonville to get with you. Correct. All virtual services. Um, I do virtual one-on-one -on -one services. Um, I do couple services. If you know you want to bring your partner in and work together um, on your intimacy goals, I also do virtual trips. So if you and a couple of your, you know, your friends are getting together, yes, I do virtual trips. I will show up virtually for a couple of days. Yeah, and work help you all spice things up, give you intimacy tips, give you homework exercises. Those are really really fun. I'm actually doing more and more of those. Um, and again, you can, if you want to start with the independent work, sex formation cards are a wonderful tool. And for your audience, they get 15% off. So if you use um, CO15, so K-O-E-15 at checkout, you'll get 15% off sex formation cards. Okay, hold on. Let me drop this in the, in the um, CO15. Let me drop it so y'all can see it. There it is, Dr. Jack. Perfect. Slash shop. Use my discount code. Let Dr. Jack know that you heard her here on the Girl Stop Playing podcast. Make sure you go on over to Instagram and follow her right now. Dr. Jack, I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all that you are doing um, to provide us with these conversations that might not be comfortable, but they are definitely necessary. Y'all are tuned in to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. I will see you next week. Peace. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.